And welcome to another episode of Tinker Time. And it's very exciting because on this episode we've got a very special guest. And uh, it's an author all the way from the United States of America. What? This author came from the United States of America? Well, actually, he's still in the United States of America. It's, uh, you know, kind of making a phone call. Alright, so um, when are we going to meet him? Actually, I've already done the interview. What do you mean you've already done the interview? Well... It means that in the past, uh, the interview has already happened. I know what it literally means. What I mean is, why have you done the interview without me, Mr. Grumpy? Uh, because you're grumpy. What do you mean I'm grumpy? Well, you're going to be grumpy with the people I'm trying to interview, and I want to ask them about their books and the things that they're doing. I don't want you grumping at them. I am not grumpy! Well, thank you for proving my point. Well, anyway... I have interviewed Glenn McCarty, and he's telling us about uh, his brand new book, which he's finished writing, but he's currently crowdfunding uh, to be able to actually get it printed. But anyway, how about we let him tell us about that? Here we go. So, hello everybody. Um, we're here with Glenn. Um, Glenn, uh, we, we tried chatting last year. Um, I was going to put out the conversation that we had, but things have moved on. Some very exciting things are happening with you, but we'll come to that in a moment. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and uh, then we'll talk about some exciting things. Absolutely, Michael. Um, thanks for the chat. Um, I am a writer, uh, author, and teacher living here in New York uh, State, here in, in the States. Um, and I write for young people and families. I write stories for families and young people to gather around. Um, I love what happens when people come together around a story, whether that's a, a story that a young person is reading themselves and, and they're telling someone about or passing it on to a friend or, um, or the read aloud experience of somebody you know, sharing a story together that's being read by maybe parents to children. I love all of that. Um, my stories, I have three books right now that are all set in the frontier of America, a hypothetical frontier of America in 1870s. Um, and they are a little adventure, um, a little humor, definitely um, heart as well. Um, and I, um, I love books that will, that will be generational, that will last, maybe that um, will be reread, like I said before, will be passed along from sibling to sibling. Um, stories that have that quality that um, maybe the first time you read through the book, you don't quite catch everything. Um, and then you go back to it six months or a year later and, um, and you notice things you didn't get before or some jokes that you didn't understand are funnier. And um, I, I try to put a lot of myself into these books um, and in the hopes that they will have some staying power, that they're not um, disposable stories, you know. Amazing. Books with depth. That's what we love. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you say it's three books. I only have one. Now, being this side of the Atlantic, it's very hard to get hold of what you do but i do have tumbleweed thompson so tell us what are the other books well you're right you are a very astute reader that tumbleweed thompson is the best place to start um the book came out in the early part of uh, 2019 uh the misadventured summer of tumbleweed thompson kind of a classic uh buddy buddy backyard adventure story um sort of like good old tom sawyer and huck finn um <clears throat> two boys who for the first half of the book are 
kind of getting to know each other and developing a friendship built around some some mischief and some hijinks and some <laughs> suspicious circumstances. But then uh, the plot gets a little bit more uh, more serious when they encounter some outlaws who are in town that they believe are up to no good and they believe that they are quite capable of, uh, of doing something about the outlaws. Um, once that book was released in 2019, um, I definitely didn't want to leave the town that they live in, which is called Rattlesnake Junction, Colorado. I didn't want to leave the town. I thought there were more stories to tell. Um, so the next year, um, I released a collection of short stories um, that are kind of going back into the past of that town. They're very much in the style of the American tall tale, um, things that as time went on, um, the truth of them got a little, a little muddy. Um, and so these are stories that the main characters of Tumbleweed Thompson probably would have heard passed around in town. Um, some are really ridiculously funny. Some are a little too spooky or supernatural to be true. Um, yeah. So that came out in 20, uh, 2020. And then um, just last fall, uh, about a year ago almost exactly, um, I released a book called Dead Eye Dan and the Cimarron Kid, um, which is also within the same world. This is a little like layered here. Um, yeah. In the book Tumbleweed Thompson, uh, Tumbleweed and his friend Eugene, who's the narrator of the book, they love reading these uh, adventure stories about this U.S. Marshal uh, who kind of rides out and brings the bad guys to justice. And his name's Dead Eye Dan because he's such a good shot with the gun. <laughs> um, and uh, they referenced fake, uh, fake books in, within Tumbleweed Thompson, books that never existed but sound as if they could have. And so um, it naturally it seemed a really good, fun thing to do. Um, to release uh, a Dead Eye Dan novel. And so, uh, like I said, last year, um, the first of hopefully many uh, Dead Eye Dan novels released. Um, little, it's a little slim book. It's like 175 pages. It's um, got a, a, a good amount of adventure and intrigue, um, but also yeah. some funny parts. And uh, I think it's a really good homage to a lot of the classic Western adventure stories that, that we have here in America. Oh, exciting. But you're just working on, or have you finished a new book and you're crowdfunding for it at the moment? That is exactly right. Yeah, the book is a sequel to Tumbleweed Thompson um, and it's called The Golden Road of Tumbleweed Thompson. Um, and we are currently, yes, the book is done and ready to go to print, um, but we're in the process of crowdfunding to be able to make that happen. Um, the, the campaign runs until the 10th of November, so a little over a week, about 10 days or so. Um, and uh, we're still climbing up the mountain. Crowdfunding is a wild, a wild adventure. It is. It's almost. It all happens at the end. Yeah. That's it, you. You spend most of it going, oh, we're not gonna get it, and then right at the end, yeah, it all happens. And I think, so. um, I think it's it's a very worthy follow up to this book. The people that have read it so far in the the beta reading process and the editing process, um, have just been really excited by how it takes the characters of Eugene and Tumbleweed and develops them and adds dimensions to their character. Um, it's a quest book. Um, I love a good treasure hunt story. And so when I thought about where to go next with Eugene and Tumbleweed, I thought um, the first book pretty much took place within the town. Um, so let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's see what happens if they both go out into the American frontier and are riding through some of those beautiful landscapes of Colorado and Arizona um, and are on the search of this, it's amazing treasure that's hidden potentially somewhere out there. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for some really good adventure. But I think what excited me the most was really getting into some of the rich. Um, I don't know. I like not being afraid to ask a, uh, young readers some of the bigger questions. In this case, Eugene gets to meet his idol, who is the author of Dead Eye Dan. 
Um, and wow. he, he immediately starts to, you know, ask questions about, you know, what he can do with his life and how, how big his, his, uh, his story can be. Um, and that leads him to have to make some, make some choices and ask some questions about the kind of person that he wants to be, which I'm, I'm really proud of. I think that's a really necessary thing for a young person to be thinking about is where do they fit in and, and how do they relate to the people that they're around? So, um, I think it's awesome and I can't wait, uh, for it to, for it to come out. We just gotta, you know, we gotta get to the top of that mountain here, um, and, uh, and get it funded. One thing I have to mention is that, um, Joe Sutphin, uh, who is a phenomenal artist and illustrator, and yep. he illustrated the cover, but then 20 interior illustrations in the Tumbleweed Thompson book. Um, he's going to be back doing uh, doing more illustrations for this one. Um, he's already done a phenomenal cover, and uh, that's a that's a big part of this. Um, I think it adds a lot more richness to the story for the reader who, when they can, um, uh. you know, kind of alternate between the narration and the story and then these amazing uh these amazing illustrations that joe is able to absolutely and some people will know him because of um, doing things for wing feather that's right yep he's done he did all four of the new wing feather editions and then also um little pilgrim's progress um which is this beautiful oh, which is beautiful oh uh, yeah makes me weep yes it's <laughs> lovely so we're obviously very fortunate to have him um he uh has has even changed kind of my understanding of these characters. Um, when I was sitting down to write the second one, I had all of his illustrations kind of going through my mind, which is such a gift to be able to give to a reader, not, not to mention, of course, uh, me as well, you know. As I've created more, made more, more music, I love working more and more with other artists, not just musicians, but like say visual artists and, and they change it. Yeah, they do change how you see things and then how you approach things and, how you think about the next project it's it's very exciting yeah uh, exciting thing to work with other people isn't it yeah i love it i love collaboration so um we've got there'll be a link in the text of the podcast so people can go get involved in the crowdfund and also uh you have a website yes you absolutely website, it's my name yep glennmccarty.com boom yeah we'll have a link for that um and uh, so people can get hold of it and hopefully at some point we'll be able to get actual stock over this side of the Atlantic yeah. so that more people can get hold of that these. Is there anything else you'd like to add before you um, you rush off and look after your family? Um, no, I, I am uh, I'm excited that this book even has the chance to, to get out into the world. Um, once something exists, as you well know, in physical form um, or in digital form, but once something exists, um, you never know who it's going to reach and, and how it's going to become a part of someone's life. And, and I've been just thrilled the past three or four years to hear from people who I don't know how they got it. They got it from a friend. Maybe they ordered it from me on, on my website or Amazon. And then, um, you know, it's become their favorite book and their families read it and they've, they've read it on vacation. And, you know, once something exists, uh, it's, it has a chance to go anywhere. And that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Glenn. Next time you chat, I'm sure Mr. Grumpy will pop on as well. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's always good to talk to you, Michael. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Actually, Michael, I, I think I might want to read that book. How, how can I get it again? Oh, um, just go to the crowdfunding page. Uh, there's a link in the text of the uh, of the podcast, and uh, help him get it over the line. I, I think I, I think I might do that actually. Um, uh, yeah. When I'm reading, though, Michael, you're not going to go and sing, are you? No. Do you know what? While you're reading, I won't sing. Excellent! Right, I'm getting a book. But I might get two of them. Or maybe three.
How long do they take to read? Um, they're reasonably thick. Great. <laughs> Ten of them. Oh, here we go. Right, Michael, I'm going to go get it. And what do I, what do I press on this thingy? On the, uh, uh, just press it there. Uh, I'll sort it out in a second. Sorry, everybody. Um, I better go and help Mr. Grumpy um, uh, do that uh, for the Kickstarter. And um, I'll leave you with a song. Is it going to be the Mr. Grumpy song? Oh, go on. Here's the Mr. Grumpy song. Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy cause he thinks he's the boss. He thinks that he is number one. Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy cause he thinks he's the boss. He thinks that this world's his own. That's it is. And if someone should get in the way, they know that they will pay the price. Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy he needs Jesus Christ to see that Jesus is the king. Oh, I think I get it. Oh, good. So it's not my will, no. it's Jesus's. Yep. He's the king. Exactly. And the sooner you realise that, the better. Oh, well, can I have a go? Sure. Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy. Hang on, hang on, it's do I. Stop it. Stop it. What do I look like, a choir boy? Mr. Grumpy, remember, don't be so grumpy. It's not your world and you're not God. Oh, yeah. Uh, could you do it a bit lower, please, Michael? Yeah, certainly. Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy cause he thinks he's the boss He thinks that he is number one Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy cause he thinks he's the boss He thinks that this world is on And if someone should get in the way They know that they will pay the price Mr. Grumpy is so grumpy he needs Jesus Christ to see that Jesus is a king. Oh, I think I get it now.